Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Hot Springs, Arkansas with my new friend Cassidy Candle of thehotspringspost.com. Cassidy grew up visiting Hot Springs as a child and fell in love with the community as an adult. It has a small town feel while still offering numerous attractions for locals and visitors to enjoy. In this episode, Cassidy and I talk about relaxing in the thermal baths, water gun fights at the running of the tubs, and exploring the Mid-America Science Museum. About these three amazing experiences and so much more. If you know someone interested in visiting Arkansas, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash hot springs. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then, Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus, when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns to start saving today. Hey, Cassidy. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Oh, everything's great. Today, we're talking about Hot Springs, Arkansas. It's a city that I don't really know much about, but I feel it's, it's so close here to Nashville. I need to go out there and, and do a little road trip and come visit you sometime. Yeah, no, Absolutely. What's your connection to the city? I moved here at the end of 2018, but I grew up vacationing here. So it wasn't totally foreign to me. I knew like the kind of tourism aspect of it, but now I've been a local for the past few years and it's been great. Oh, that's fantastic. What do you love most about being in the city? I like that it is a small city, but also not so small where there's nothing to do. You want to talk about a small city? I came from Southern Arkansas in a very small city with like no movie theater, no Wendy's, no like anything like that. It still is that small Southern charming town, but also you're not bored. Okay. No, that that sounds amazing. For people that aren't familiar with Hot Springs, where in the state of Arkansas is it? It is kind of centrally located between, oh, it's about an hour away from Little Rock, which is the capital. So I felt like whenever that is perfect yeah because i think a lot of people are familiar with little rock because obviously like you said it's the capital and then we did an episode on bentonville that was one of the first episodes i did and that's like northwest arkansas we're kind of filling in the map here on, on the state like you said you've been there for a few years and you've traveled there kind of throughout your life if you had to describe the city or the people in just a couple words how would you do that probably very community driven a lot of things that make hot springs so great is the preservation of our historical aspects And that can't be done without a dedicated community working to keep all of our traditions and folklore around. Oh, I love it. So if people are coming to visit Hot Springs, how do we get there? Do we fly into Little Rock or is there an airport there in Hot Springs? A lot of people we get are from the Texas area or Memphis. And we actually have a small airport here. And there is an airline called Southern Airways Express. And I think it's like $40 with a charter plane that seats, I think, about nine people. It's 40 bucks to fly into Hot Springs. 
just takes a few hours to get here from wherever you are. I think there's one that connects from Colorado as well. That is one option. If you're lucky enough to live in one of those states, you can fly down and see us for a weekend. Or most people probably do drive. We also have a lot of campgrounds, so we get a lot of campers. Say if we're lucky enough to be in one of the cities that that airline services, and we fly into the local airport there, how do we get from the airport to the city, and how do we get around? Do we rent a car? Is there public transportation? Do we just take an Uber? What's the best way? You could rent a car, but I would suggest taking an Uber. It goes in line with the uh, small town aspect. You could probably take an Uber to your hotel. If you stay downtown, then you're already in walking distance of most of the great things to do here. I love it being able to save money and not have to rent a car and not to worry about parking. Because even in small towns, sometimes it's like, okay, where do I find the parking and one-way streets and everything else? Oh, I'm sure we'll get in. We have our own parking issues. I'm sure we'll get into that here shortly. (laughs) Well, when people are planning their trip, Obviously, weather can be an issue. I'm getting familiar with that here in the South where hot and humid and a little bit of cold in the winter. What's the weather like there in in Hot Springs? And are there certain festivals throughout the year that maybe people want to plan their trip around that? You're asking me this question in the middle of a heat wave right now. It's about, I think it's going to get to 105 today. (laughs) So currently it's very hot. If people were to come, I would say maybe beginning of summer, But then again, if you're coming for the lakes, it's always good to wait maybe around August whenever, you know, the water's had time to warm up because it's just too cold at the beginning of summer. So maybe around August. But we have free festivals and all kinds of events going on year round. There's really not a bad time to come, but maybe towards the end of summer, I would say, because, you know, we do most of our things during summer and it won't be as hot. The winters also aren't super cold or frigid. I mean, we've had a snowstorm like the past two years, but that's very out of the ordinary for us. So usually if you come in the wintertime too, it definitely won't be too cold. One thing I'm getting used to here that we didn't have in California is fall break. And I know that it's so pretty here in the fall with like all the changing colors and everything else like that. Is that a good time to visit too? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. This past fall was the most beautiful fall I've seen in Arkansas yet. Like you can check when people are going to predict like the peak fall colors have arrived. But yeah, no, we are surrounded, you know, we have a national park here and we're surrounded by trees. And if you go up on West Mountain or on the Grand Promenade, just all the fall colors, it's like something out of a Hallmark calendar or Hallmark movie, maybe. I did an article last year on the fall colors alone. Like, I mean, it was just took everyone's breath away. In California, like we have like one and a half seasons. Our palm trees never change colors, (laughs) (laughs) anything like that. When I came here to the South and on the East Coast as well, just the colors are just so vibrant and beautiful. And it's like, it's almost like we lived in a black and white world over there. And like here, it's like, wow, we, we have color now for everything. And it's it's so gorgeous and it's beautiful. Aren't y'all like swimming in October in California? Oh, yeah. We swim in January sometimes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I spoke to Bill over at, at the Visit Hot Springs Visitors Bureau. He was talking about a lot of really cool, like, like events and attractions that happen throughout the year. There's like the hot springs baseball weekend, the world's shortest St. Patrick's day parade, (laughs) the running of the tubs, which uh, a lot of these things, they got like really quirky names. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on with them. So can you kind of elaborate on some of those? Like I said, that is one of the greatest things about hot springs. We are always having events year round. Usually they're free. Sometimes you pay a small fee to go to them, but, and they're all, mostly very quirky. Hot Springs is a very quirky place. We have a very interesting history. 
And then these events celebrate some of that. The annual baseball weekend is held in August every year, and it celebrates our baseball history. So a lot of people may not know, Hot Springs is actually the location of one of the first spring trainings. So we had people like Babe Ruth coming and uh, Hank Aaron and Cy Young. So we like to celebrate all of these great legendary baseball players who once came. And that also kind of falls in line with our gangster history. So since all these baseball players came, they would do their games and then soak in our thermal waters afterward. And then the gangsters would come because, you know, there was baseball going on here along with like gambling. But that's a whole nother story. So that's the baseball weekend that kind of celebrates our baseball history and then our running of the tubs, which is, I tell people it's like something out of a fever dream. It is literally <laughs> um, people dressed up in costumes. Each team has a theme and they are in a bathtub full of water. They close off the streets in front of Bathhouse Row in downtown Hot Springs. And that happens in, I think, June of every year. And they race down the street and they're trying to beat each other and they have people shooting them with super soakers <laughs> and it's just absolutely insane like but you need to watch out because you may get like a a sopping sponge to the face or something but people come <laughs> out with, like their bath robes and their slippers just it's wild it's totally insane but that is meant to celebrate hot springs is like we bathe the world that's been our motto because of our thermal waters and our bathhouses. so the running of the tubs is to celebrate our thermal water history when does that come out that is in June. I'm going to be there next year because that sounds like so much fun. And I know my kids would love to bring their, their super soakers and be able to participate in the fun. Absolutely. And it's even like over the years gained like ESPN coverage, like an actual sport. <laughs> like, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so cool. it's so cool. So if anyone ever just wants to check it out, you can probably go, um, like, and can't make it down here. You can probably go check it out on ESPN. And then, of course, the world's shortest St. Patrick's Day Parade, which is just awesome. We have our shortest street here in Hot Springs is called Bridge Street, and it is located downtown as well. And it's 98 feet long, I believe. But we will have people march within these 98 feet. But it's not just like people. It's like we get like the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders out there. This past year, we had Cheech Marin and uh, Danny Trejo out there. In the past, <laughs> we've had the guy who played Napoleon Dynamite. We had Alfonso... Uh, I'm losing his last name. The guy who played in the Fresh Prince of Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, Ralph Macchio a few years ago. We had like just all of these big name celebrities come out and march with us on our very short, short, short parade route. But it's it's a lot of fun. You know, thousands of people come out. Everybody's dressed in their green. You know, it's St. Patrick's Day. It's always a good time. There's things for kids. There's beverage vendors and food vendors and stuff like that. And then, of course, community members come out with their own floats as well. So. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. One that's a little bit more serious that I learned about also is the uh, the Documentary Film Festival. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Yes. I tell everyone that is like my favorite thing all year. <laughs> the Film Festival, it's the lar- longest running in North America. It's been going like over 30 years now. It is just nine days of documentary films being shown, both international, in-state, and, you know, around the country. Their whole shtick is like, it shows you the human condition, you know, it shows you how people live. And so you'll go in there and you'll just, you'll sit and it's been at the Malco Theater. It was at the Malco last year, and it'll be at the Malco probably for the years to come. 
but the Malco is like a very historic theater. So you'll come in there and you'll sit down and you will, you'll leave so like inspired, so jazzed up. And I mean, and it's nine whole days. So surely you can find a time to go see a couple of film blocks. I mean, it, you can buy a whole pass and if you get the VIP pass, you can go to the after parties with all the directors and stuff who come down and the actors, or you can, you know, just buy a few film blocks for a day. I'm super glad you brought that up because if I would have forgotten to talk about the documentary, <laughs> I've been so upset. <laughs> sure, sure. No, I mean that sounds fascinating, especially for people that are one. I mean, like I try to do things where I'm educating my children on we're going to go have fun, we're going to go to the, the you know the hot tub festival, everything like that. But we're also going to do some things with a little bit more educational, a little bit more serious, and everything like that. We try to you know edutainment as you speak. You know, right? It's a little combination of learning and fun. This is how highly I think of the Documentary Film Festival. You asked me when the best time of the year to come is. I would say October, just so you can make sure you catch a few film blocks at the film festival. I mean, it is just something not to be missed. For sure. And then uh, while we're there, we can obviously check out the changing colors of the leaves and everything else. We kind of skipped ahead in a sense where we got into town. We started running around doing all these fun things. But we didn't talk about like where should we stay? Like, Are there certain parts of town we should stay in or are there certain local boutique hotels or chain hotels that, that you'd recommend? There are tons of wonderful, this is like kind of a controversial thing, tons of wonderful Airbnbs out in the mountains and you get like these beautiful views. But there are also tons of hotels that you can stay at. There is the Avenue or the Waters or the Avenue that is in downtown. Beautiful hotel, has a rooftop bar attached to it. And then there is the Hale Hotel, which is run by the city's current mayor. It is in one of the old historic bathhouses. So those are two fantastic options. There is also going in the next few years, they're renovating it, is the Medical Arts Building, which if anyone comes to downtown Hot Springs, you'll see it's this very tall, tall building. It's the tallest building down there. I mean, it was historically a medical building for medical offices. And then someone has just bought it. Uh, Parth Patel has just bought it and is renovating it to a hotel, which should be done in the next few years. So if anyone's listening to this a few years from now, definitely plan to stay there. There's also the Hotel Hot Springs, which is a little bit more cheaper compared to these options. It's also downtown. Oh, and then not downtown, but also very new is Oaklawn, our casino and horse racing track. They have just expanded into a resort and they have a beautiful hotel that you can stay in there. Some of them even overlook the tracks. You know, there's a ton of other like brand hotels around okay. the town. There's not really a bad spot to stay. A lot of times I try to use them like miles and points whenever I, I travel, but I also think you're missing out on some of the character of some of these cities and small towns if you don't stay in one of like the historic buildings or one of like the boutique hotels that just kind of carry the flavor of the of the city, you know? Another one is the Arlington. You know, everyone, if you Google Hot Springs, where to stay, the Arlington will probably come up as like the historical place you have to stay. And the Arlington's great. It's beautiful, but it may not be the most luxurious option. But yeah, if, if anyone's wanting to stay at the Arlington, that's that's another good option. Plus, it's good to have a variety of price points because everybody's budget's a little bit different and everything else as well. We want to talk about some of the things to do while we're there in Hot Springs. Like you mentioned, obviously, all these fun festivals and everything like that, you know, while we're there in the in the city. But what are some of the main attractions? You mentioned earlier, like the bathhouses. Well, let's kind of start there and, and then we'll kind of talk about like the national park that you mentioned earlier and some of the other fun things. The bathhouses are actually located in the national park. They're on national park land. The bathhouses are 
downtown. They're not the original bathhouses that were there. I think the original ones burned down many years ago and then they rebuilt them up. But they're still very old buildings, very old bathhouses with a ton of history. And you can go in and you can bathe in the thermal waters that come from the mountain behind it. So that's kind of what Hot Springs is known for is it's Hot Springs. It is 4,000 year old water underneath the mountain that comes up and they put it into these baths. There are only two bathhouses that offer spa treatments now. There is the Quapaw and the Buckstaff. The Quapaw has a public pool, so you can go in and kind of lounge in the pool in the thermal waters. Or uh, they also offer private spa options as well, private bath options. Or the Buckstaff only offers the private spa bath options. But then the other bathhouses are things like uh, one has a museum in it and it's like a four story museum, completely free. Everyone should go check it out. It's awesome. It gives a good history on the bathhouses and hot springs. What what Um, was that one named? That is the Fordyce bathhouse. So the Fordyce has that free museum in it and it has like a ton of older, like what the bathhouses used to look like as well. And then there is Superior Bathhouse, which is a brewery now and they actually brew beer with the thermal waters and the beer is awesome the food is awesome superior is awesome (laughs) that sounds that sounds amazing it's funny i literally just did an interview about bath uk which is they have old roman baths as well so it's it's interesting we got got the uk version and now we have the american version yeah yeah no (laughs) absolutely and then there's hotel hell which is the hell bathhouse which is like i said a hotel at the bottom there is eden which is a restaurant they have amazing brunch there and then there is the lamar Mm, lamar yes you're really testing my um, memory here the lamar bathhouse which i think is the one that has the emporium in it and then there's the maurice which is not open currently oh wow we got it quite a variety of different bathhouses we can check out. That sounds really cool. Like, I think it's like a great thing to go and relax and just kind of enjoy like the hot water and everything else. You said that it's inside a national park. What's the name of the national park? It's just Hot Springs National Park. Also, if you are looking to try out the thermal water, but you don't want to go to one of the bathhouses in the national park, there are different springs that you can go to and you can fill it, or there are different fountains that you can go to and fill up your jugs and drink it. That's really cool. Because normally you got to make sure you you distill the water or you know heat it up so that way you kill all the bacteria. But I guess it, because it's already heated, then it's all those bacteria already dead, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, it's completely safe to drink. Are there any other major attractions we should hit while we're there in Hot Springs? I'm a personal fan of Magic Springs. I think Magic Springs is incredible. I do recommend going towards the end of August because all the kids have gone back to school and the lines aren't as long. <laughs> what, <laughs> um, what is Magic Springs? Magic Springs is a theme and water park. One side of it, you can ride all the roller coasters. The other side of it, you can go and uh, play in the water park. There's tons of water slides and water rides and stuff like that. And then there's like an amphitheater where they hold some pretty big concerts. Another thing about being in, you know, that smaller town, it's not even that expensive to go. So it's really great. And if you, this is going to be like a promotion, if you donate blood with our local blood bank. You get a free voucher so you can just go and it's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. I got plenty of extra blood so I can, I can definitely donate that and you know, (laughs) just travel into town, (laughs) donate some blood, drink some water and then head to magic Springs. There we go. That sounds perfect. One of the things when I was doing a little research uh, about hot springs, one picture that I saw was really amazing. And again, I'm always looking for like edutainment type of things where I can 
it's almost like putting vegetables into the, the kids' meals without them knowing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a fun thing to do, but it's also educational. Was the Mid America Science Museum? It, it looks really cool because it looked like it was up on a platform and in, in kind of like the middle of the forest or something. Yeah, so it's not really in the middle of a forest. That's just how Arkansas looks with all the trees. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, Mid America is wonderful. They are a science museum, very hands on, but they also try to incorporate other things. Like uh, currently, they have an exhibit for photography and it's called the science of this or it's not called this but it's about the science of the selfie so they have like all these vintage cameras on display so while it is for kids like you know kids can go in and do hands-on there's a tesla coil they can go check that out touch it and their hair sticks up or they can play with the dinosaurs currently there's also an exhibit with tons of robotic full moving real life not real life but realistic dinosaurs all throughout the museum. So kids can go and they love it, but then also the adults can go and they love it just as much. I'm like that big kid that's in there and probably doing more of those interactions than, than my kids are. Yes. <laughs> there is a an outdoor area too where you can walk across it and there's like this huge like rope, like floor type thing. And it's, it's just a lot of fun for kids and adults. <laughs> Yeah, no, I actually posted a picture of it in our Facebook group for the We Travel There podcast community. And it, it just seems like so much fun, like a cool place. I definitely want to make sure we, we talked about that. Another one I think that seems really cool is the, is the Garvin Woodland Gardens. Garvin Gardens is absolutely beautiful. If you visit during the holiday season, definitely go and check out the lights. They have like a winter wonderland. Before COVID, they had like a whole nighttime display Currently, they're only doing a daytime, I think, winter wonderland. But their Christmas decorations are beautiful. You come in the spring. They have the tulip extravaganza, just tons of beautiful fragrant flowers all around this botanical garden. And then summertime, I don't know what kind of uh, flowers bloom in the summertime, but I'm sure it's beautiful in the summertime, too. <laughs> Garvin is just beautiful. Like Arkansas is the uh, the natural state. That on top of people actually putting intention behind that and doing landscape. I mean, it is just really stunning and breathtaking. I had someone ask me the other day, they said, we have a free voucher to go to this Garvin Gardens. Is it worth it? I was like, oh my God, yes. What <laughs> What kind of question is that? You can go, you can see the plants, but there's also like peacocks around and there's like little tiny waterfalls. It's really beautiful. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And like, again, I mean, you have all the natural beauty, but it's also kind of cool to go to one spot that has all that kind of in a concentrated little area so you can see all the variety without having to go on a 10-mile hike. It's kind of like out a ways from the the town. So it's, it feels like you're almost going to a, a new town. Oh, that's fantastic. We've talked about so many different fun things to do in, in the town between the the festivals and the the attractions and the hot springs. We almost missed out on talking about the food. Uh, you mentioned a couple places like Eden for brunch and, and stuff like that. Do you have a couple others you can just uh, you quickly mention? Ohio Club has amazing burgers. If you have kids, you can't go because you have to be 18 and plus to go. But if you don't, you can go. And they have just the best. I mean, I know this is a strong statement, but the best burger you will have in your life. It is just, and it's in this historic club that the gangsters used to come to and the environment is just so great the burgers obviously are so great the head chef michael dampierre just really does a fantastic job another good burger place would be bailey's which is if you're looking to get something a little uh, cheaper and a little faster bailey's is a local treasure up off park avenue which is at the end of downtown 
And it's like a little diner run by this family. They're wonderful and their burgers are great. And you can go get a milkshake with it. Obviously superior, like I said, a wheel cinnamon roll. You can't leave hot springs without getting a wheel cinnamon roll. I think here Rocky's Pizza is amazing. Oh, Bubba Brews has really good food, really great drinks. I used to always get the banana pina colada and a really great view. It sits off the lake. It's hard to beat that with like great views, a nice drink, and a good environment. That's hard to beat. Yes. And then one more thing I want to mention is Mamu's Creamery. It is currently at the bottom of the Arlington. It is an ice cream shop. They make their own ice cream in-house. They make their own waffle cones in-house. It is just really delicious. And they have like vegan options. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. One thing, my son has been really into sushi recently. And are there any good spots for that? If you're in town, I would definitely go to Osaka. Osaka has really great sushi. They also have the, I don't want to say this wrong, I think tatami, maybe tatami tables where you take your shoes off and kind of sit on the ground. So you get like that fun, like Japanese experience. But yeah, their food's good. Their sake's great. But if you want to drive a little bit going out of town, there is Crazy Samurai. And Crazy Samurai is, I mean, I love Osaka, but Crazy Samurai is some of the best sushi I've ever had. They go real light on the rice and it's just really fresh and really delicious. Oh, yeah. That way you get all the flavors of the of the fish instead of getting stuffed on the rice, you know? Yeah. And of course, you know, the miso is good at either restaurant there. Well, Cassidy, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips for hot springs. Again, I I didn't know anything about the city, but now I'm, I'm definitely coming out there to hang out. Oh my gosh, you should. It's so close to you. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I mean, that tub thing, that that sounds right up my alley. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited hot springs, where should they go and what should they eat? You know, I don't want to brag. I want to have variety here. But if somebody had time for one meal, I would definitely say the Ohio Club Burger. They do it in multiple different ways. Like if you look at their menu, they have it 20 different ways probably. I haven't gotten a bad one yet. The last one I got probably has been my favorite. It is some kind of Hawaiian one that has a grilled piece of pineapple on it. And I'm not one to mix like sweet and savory, but... Oh, man, it was so delicious. That with a side of the uh, fried green beans. Really good. My wife would be all over that with the uh, the, the fried pineapple and everything. I think that she'd love oh, that. Oh, good. Like you said, you've you've kind of grew up around that area and you've lived there permanently for the last four years. What's one of your favorite memories of being there? I guess one of my favorite memories would have to be any time that we went out on the lake with my grandparents. They had a party barge and a condo off of Lake Hamilton. So really just any time, spending the day, getting out early in the morning, firing up the boat, headed out and headed out there for hours and hours and hours. And, you know, of course, bringing food and drinks and stuff like that and swimming and cooling off and then passing out of sleep on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, probably any lake day with my grandparents. Now, that sounds like such a special time. I mean, it's like I recently lost my mom a couple months ago and and those special memories that you have of your parents and your grandparents, like those are just wonderful times. And sometimes it's hard to replicate that, you know? I'm sorry to hear that about your mom. A lot of people say, I hear a lot of people talk about hot springs as like a, such a family friendly destination. And it is like, if you have a family, this is a great place to come. Like, even if it's just like once a summer to make some really unforgettable memories. One word that people use to describe hot springs is magical. And that's because it's so true. I keep saying it's kind of smaller, it's kind of charming, it's 
it's a time to like just slow down and be with your family, you know? No, that's absolutely awesome. And uh, that's like, the whole reason I moved here to Nashville. That way I can spend more time with family. That's what it's all about. Speaking of happy times and good memories, where's the happiest happy hour in, in Hot Springs? I would have to say it's probably Maxine's. Some people may think that Maxine's is like a dive bar or something. It is uh, located downtown. It has a great history behind it. There's a Madam Maxine used to use the place as her brothel, and she was really looked down upon by the uh, Southern community, Southern society. But even then, it was a place for literally anyone who wanted to come, enjoy a drink, enjoy a show. And it's still that today. I mean, it's not a brothel today. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still a place for literally anyone, no matter who you are, to come. You see a huge, diverse people there. And you come in. You can get a pizza. They're known for their pizza now. You can get a drink. They have burlesque shows, drag shows, or karaoke going on. So there's always some kind of entertainment you'll see on a stage there. Just a very... uh, a very fun, dim-lit place to spend a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. And maybe not so much of uh, bringing the kids, but uh, yeah. <laughs> some of those nights, but it sounds like a lot of fun. Now, um, if you do just want to come and try the pizza and get a drink uh, in the daytime, it is more of just a, a regular old restaurant that kids can come in. Oh, and it's pet friendly, so bring the dog too. Oh, cool, cool. Now, speaking of pizza, like one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the, the local pizza. What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Hot Springs? All right. So we have a ton of places. My personal favorite is Rocky's Corner, which is across from Oakland. And it is, I'm trying to think of what style of pizza that is. I forget what they say. Well, I'm just going to say it's a good style of pizza because it is so delicious. You get pepperoni pizza, sure. I get the Fattoria and... I think it it either comes with chicken and I ask for pepperoni as well, or it comes with pepperoni and I ask for chicken as well. But that's delicious. Also, I've never gotten a bad pizza from there. But if you're downtown, which most people are when they visit Hot Springs, there are three different places, DeLuca's, Grateful Head, and Squeezebox. All three of them are good. Squeezebox uses very fresh ingredients. It also brews its own beer. So that would be probably my option if you're downtown or Grateful Head, which has a great patio view in the mountain. Fantastic. I have uh, like all these pizza places to choose from and I'm going to have to hit them all up. Tons of pizza places, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I know you write about travel. We'll talk about your book here in a minute and everything. What's one of your best travel tips? My best travel tip is regarding the parking in downtown, as in lack of parking downtown. It's, it's horrible trying to park downtown because like I said, most of the things to do are downtown plan whatever you're planning in your itinerary make sure all the downtown things are in the same day downtown and park avenue and whittington avenue make sure they're all on the same day on the same two three days whatever and then either uber down there and then just walk the strip it's not a huge downtown or there is actually a free shuttle that runs on the weekends from oakland so oakland has ample amount of parking you can park there for free hop on the shuttle and get downtown for free and then get downtown back. So, Hey, free is one of my favorite words. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, Cassie, again, I think he's coming on the show. It, I've learned so much about hot springs and I can't wait to come out there and visit and bring my super soaker so we can uh, you know, go to the hot tubs. Yeah. <laughs> the running out of the tubs. It sounds like so much fun, but uh, can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? I am a local journalist, a hot springs journalist. 
I grew up in Camden, Arkansas, which is a very small town in southern Arkansas. Obviously grew up vacationing in Hot Springs. I went to school to college at UCA, which is in central Arkansas. And then after college, uh, getting my degree in journalism, I moved to Hot Springs. And now I publish an online publication called the Hot Springs Post, the Hot Springs Post. If you just type in Hot Springs Post, a really weird website comes up. So it's thehotspringspost.com, completely free uh, media outlet for the community or for the visitors. But I also am trying to expand my freelance writing career a bit. And I've just published my first book, 100 Things to Do in Hot Springs Before You Die, through a publishing company out of St. Louis. It's called Reedy Press. And these 100 Things is a travel series that they have. And they just decided to do it on Hot Springs. And luckily, they found me to write it for them. So. Oh, that's so fantastic. And I've worked with uh, people from Reedy Press and had a number of their guests on. And I, I love the books. And they're full of so many like fun facts that you just don't know about. Otherwise, you know, like even if you Googled, you would never find all these facts. So it, it's awesome to have like local experts like you compiling it all and putting it in one little spot. And the books are really affordable. And they're, they're a great resource. And definitely recommend uh, people going out there and, and getting your book. Absolutely. And another thing about these, just from like the perspective of an author compared to um, like a website, these aren't sponsored entries, you know, like these 100 things are things that I genuinely, no one swayed me to put anything in here. So it's like a good, uh, genuine take, I think. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, again, Cassie, it's been a pleasure talking to you, learning so much about Hot Springs and and thanks for sharing your book and your online, online publication. If somebody has questions about Hot Springs, about your book, about your your online publication, what's the best way to reach you on social media? Probably through the Hot Springs Post Facebook. I have a Facebook page for the Hot Springs Post. You can definitely message me on there. Or if you go to thehotspringspost.com, my email and phone number is on there. So I always welcome people to reach out with any questions. Fantastic. We'll include links to that in the show notes. And again, Cassie, it's great talking to you and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thanks so much for having me. What an awesome conversation with Cassidy. I can't wait to see the running of the tubs. I'm not sure who will be more excited, the kids or me. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash hot springs. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate partner. With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. This is a great way to easily build up your travel fund. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time as we head to Cocoa Beach, Florida to speak with my new friend Nate Beck of natebeck.com. In this episode, Nate and I talk about watching rocket launches at Cape Canaveral, taking a kayak tour through the Thousand Island Mangrove Tunnels, and sampling gator bites at Sandbar. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations.